Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I'm going to give them a minute to go. And I'll tell you, man, we've been so excited about what's taking place. The team's got a real special service planned for you. They work so hard. Um, you know, I came and God bless you guys. They were, they were working. And the other day I came for rehearsal and I sat here and I was watching them. They were just singing songs and the presence of God came in. And we got a special service for you. So I want you to just, I know we got a family service. So some of the kids are in here and we're, we're just going to flow with it. All right. So don't worry if they're a little, if they give me a couple of amens, it'll be okay. Don't worry. It'll be a good time. But I want to talk to you about making way. You know, we've been in this series know about Jesus and man it's been life-changing because we said that you got to make room for him you got to make a way for him you got to do some things in life and we were talking about love pretty much all month long and we were talking about love this really hit my heart and I want you to read with me in Luke chapter 2 and look what it says in verse 1 it says and it came to pass in those days that they went out a decree from Caesar to all the world that it should be taxed and they went and they taxed everyone in the city. In verse 4 it says, And Joseph also went up in the gallery out of Nazareth into Judah, in the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because the house was the lineage of David, to bring this tax. And so it was so, look at verse 6, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivering. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Like, you thought that was in that movie, right? Wrapped that child in swaddling clothes. That was in the Bible before it was ever like four Christmases or whatever that thing was, right? And laid in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. No, that's, that just literally went off in the, our heart, went off in the church's heart. There's, there was no room for Jesus in the inn in the beginning. And I started thinking about that. How do we make room for him in our life? That's what we've been talking about. We've got to make room for love. We've got to make room for what God said. And I want you to look at this in Romans chapter 5 and 6 because you've got to realize love is what made room. Love is, the, I've been saying this around here, love is the great distance eliminator. Because you've got to realize, see, man and God were separated. God was separated from his creation, so he sent his only begotten son because without him there could be no elimination of the distance. But God knew that when he sent his son, he was losing him almost forever in that position, in that place. And he had no problem with it because love eliminated the distance between God and man. And that's what you got to remember, that there's no distance between God and you because love eliminated that distance. Doesn't make a difference where you've been, what you've been doing. Doesn't make a difference what's been going on. Love has eliminated the distance forever. So now how far you may think you get away from him, you can't. And I like what it says right here. For when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. That's some of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about him making a way for you, him making room for you. I want you to remember this because I think these are the points. He is the way. 
Sometimes in life, we don't, we don't understand which direction we're going. Have you ever been there? You feel like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. Look what it says in John 14. Y'all know the scripture. He said, he is the what? He is the way. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God. Believe also in me. Look at this next verse. In my father's house, there's many mansions. If it was not so, I would not have told you. I could go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. Unto myself, that where I am, you can be also. And whither I go, you know, and you know the way. Look what it says. Thomas said, what? How do I know where you go? I don't know where you are. Jesus said, I'm going to make a way for you. He said, not only am I the way, I'm going to show you the way. Love shows us the way. You know, a lot of times in life, we don't know what direction we're going in, but love kind of directs us in the direction we need to go because he is the way. That's what he says in John 14, 6. Look at the next verse. He said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man can come unto me unless he comes by the Father. Jesus said, he is the way. And here's news for you. He'll make a way for you. Sometimes you wonder, like, how in the world am I going to get through this thing? You ever been overwhelmed with life? You don't know how you're going to do it. Don't know what direction to go in. Don't know how this is all going to work out. I always said this. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who's holding tomorrow. Come on, you better amen me better than this. Don't act like visitors around here. Come on. I'm not going to keep you here all day. I promise. Somebody said there's no way he's going to be able to get done in an hour. I said I can do it. I'm on a timer. I got four minutes and 35 seconds. Trust me, I can get this done. But I want you to leave here today, not just like, oh, it's Christmas. We go through to like the formality. Let's see like little baby Jesus in the manger. But what does that mean for me today? What it means for me and you today is this, is that number one, he is the way. And number two, he told me, I'll make a way for you where it seems like there's no way for you to understand. The Bible said you've been pressed down sometimes. Sometimes your life looks overwhelming. Sometimes, I'm going to tell you right here now, sometimes I look like I'm losing it. The other day, you know, we're driving in the car and Pastor Liz was laughing and everybody in the car is always telling me the church should see you in your rare form when I'm driving the car, you know what I mean? And you guys know how I do. So somebody told me I was their hero the other day. I was making a turning move, maneuver with my car and they told me I was number one with two hands, not just one. They say, oh, you're number one and you're number one again. I say, well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is a great opportunity for me to walk in love. I'd like to teach you about the five-fold ministry, prophet, pastor, apostle, you know, but no, you can't do that. Why? Because sometimes you feel like you, what? Your humanity shows up. Now, I'm being real. Sometimes when life throws you these things, it feels like you can't, it seems like it knocks the wind out of you. Sometimes when life brings these things that I, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody's going to go through stuff. Sometimes, listen, the future is going to hold ups, downs, goods, bads, ugly, sad, sorrows. God's going to make a way. Because not only is the way, he makes a way. And the next thing, he's going to show you the way. That's what you got to remember. Because in the beginning, in that manger, there was more than just a baby. There was hope for the world. And what you got to know about making room is this, is not only is he the way, not only will he 
show you the way. Not only has he discovered to lead you to the direction he has for you, he will never go away. I want you to look at this scripture. This scripture right here is going to touch your heart. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 5. You got to see this thing right here. Let your conversation be without what? Covenants. And be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Man, I don't care how far out you get. I don't care how far you think you've gone. He promised no matter what, he would never leave you. He promised no matter what, he wouldn't forsake you. And that's how love eliminated the distance that no matter how far out in the world we may get, he, what, he made a promise that I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I'm not forgetting you. And I'm not, here's the good news. I'm not going to leave you in the condition that you're in. I'm going to what? I'm not only going to help you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to strengthen you. And I'm going to give you the ability. He's going to pull off miracles in some of your lives. Come on, somebody. He's going to do something big in your life. Come on, how many of you know you serve a big God? You better get, you better get a little bit like, you know. How many of you know you serve a God that can do it? Amen. How many of you know you serve the God of miracles? Amen. I'm going to tell you right here now, you don't think, you might, how many of you know, you might think you're too far gone, but he ain't leaving you. Ain't that good news? He ain't forsaking you. You know, and some of you know what I'm saying, like people left. Some people turned their back on you. Some people, when you don't do it right, you know, they don't, come on, somebody, you're, you, come on, be real. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, they just like, they don't want to be your friend no more. Some people don't want to be no, they don't go to, they don't go to distance in relationship. Maybe you've done something that they didn't like, or maybe they, they're done, not Jesus. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, not Jesus. No, I'm being serious. He said he'd never leave you. He said he'd never forsake you. I don't know about you, but sometimes in life, I don't know where he is, because he's really good at hide and seek sometimes. But you know what I like to tell him, Brian? I lean over, I said, I hope you don't think I'm going to doubt you. Every once in a while, I just tell the Lord, I hope you don't think I'm not going to believe. Because just because I don't feel your presence doesn't mean you're not there. You know, I used to think about this with the kids when they were little. You know, like the kids when they're kind of growing up, they kind of, they could try to get adventurous. You know what I'm saying? They try, you know, you'd be in Publix or something like that, and they want to go get the Captain Crunch all by themselves. And you as a good parent, you know they're in the store, but you don't let them go too far. And you kind of, you kind of get on the other side of the aisle, but you're watching everywhere they go. They think, you know, when they turn around, you kind of duck behind the frosted flakes. You know what I mean? You know how that is? And you kind of let them wander, but you, you know they're in the store. You know where they are. You got your eye on them. They don't even know you're watching, but you're watching them, and you're just seeing how they're going to navigate this moment. But all the while, they thought they were just wandering and off on their own. All the while, you as a good father were watching every move they made. You might be, they might have been four aisles down, but trust me, my radar was right on them. Why? Because I'm not leaving them and I'm not forsaking them. Your heavenly father, even though you might feel like you're on your own, will never, never take his eyes off of you. And I want you to remember that today, that not only is he making a way, he ain't leaving you. And I don't care how knee deep you think you are out there. You ain't that far out there. Because you know what he did to make sure this elimination of distance would be forever? 
He took sin once and for all and nailed it to a cross and annihilated it forever. So sin, the thing that separated you from him, can never separate you again. So today, as we get ready to celebrate him and we sing these wonderful songs and we, we praise him with everything we got, I want you to remember this. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. And I promise you this, whatever you need in your life, he's going to make sure it happens in your life. Because he's what? He's making a way in everything you do. Amen? Been thinking about this, how do we make room for him? You know, that's, what, that's our scripture we've been sitting on all month. There was no room for Jesus in the beginning. And that, that kind of challenged me in this whole series about making room. How do I make room for him in my daily life? I want to I look at this, right? Why don't we make room for Jesus? You ever ask, like, why don't I make room for him? You know, life is busy. This time of year, everybody's running and going. Sometimes I ask myself, the same question, do I, I, I took personal inventory, you know? Sometimes you got to get that, I call it a checkup from the neck up, you know? Like, am I letting him in my life? Am I checking in with Jesus, you know? Am I, am I making sure on this journey of life, have I been checking in just saying, hey, man, have I almost been inviting him in? And I started thinking about just like the beginning in that, in that inn, there was no room. And what I want you to look at is this. Why don't we make room in G with Jesus for our personal life? The reason why we don't make room sometimes for Jesus in our daily lives are the same reason why that innkeeper had no room in the beginning. We need to realize like, that our heart is like that inn. In our heart, we have different rooms, different compartments. You got a family room where you kind of spend time with your family. You got a hobby room where you kind of spend some time doing your hobbies. You got, a, you, got, you got a living room. You got all these rooms just like in the natural in your heart. If we're going to invite Jesus into our heart, we've got to make room for him just like the innkeeper needed to make room in his own life. So how do we make room for Jesus, you say? How do I do this? What do I do? You got to invite him in. Look what it says in Revelations 3.20. Jesus. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. That door is your heart. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. What's that mean? That means Jesus just needs the invitation to come on in. If you just open him, in, you got to invite him in. Invite him into your daily, I wrote this down. You got to invite him into your daily decisions. You got to invite him into your daily life. You got to invite him into your decision making. You know, how many times have we done this? Have you ever just like something in life just kind of come in and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And you sit there trying to figure it out. How am I going to do it? What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And sometimes you'll carry it for a couple of days. And every once in a while, even me, I go, well, maybe I should pray about this, huh? You ever been there? Here you are, your mind, I call it your mind dealing with it. You're trying to figure out how am I going to do it? What am I going to do? Have you ever been, how, how are we going to get the money? What are we going to do about that doctor report? What are we going to do with this circumstance? What are we going to do with this family situation? And sometimes you're carrying burdens you and I were never designed to carry. We're carrying weights we were never designed to carry. 
The Bible says we're to cast our cares upon him for he cares for us. But how many times have we carried burdens for a little bit longer than we need to because we didn't what? We didn't go check in with him. Look at this scripture in the book of Psalms. I like this scripture. Your future is bright and filled with living hope that never, never will fade away. Now watch this. This is Jesus talking to you. And as you listen to me, my beloved children, and you grow in wisdom, and your heart will be drawn into understanding, which will empower you to make right decisions. That's what he's saying, man. Invite me in. I'm going to help you make the decisions of life. I'm going to help you navigate through this stuff. I promise you this. Sometimes when life looks overwhelming, he's still not only made the way, he's going to show you the way. You know, in the Bible, there's so many stories about Jesus going out of his way. You know, you think about all those stories in there. About how one day he went to a well and found a woman. How he went through different places to find people. There was a blind man waiting on the side of the road and Jesus passed by. There was a woman sitting at a well. Jesus always what? Went out of his way to find the people that he needed to find so they could be fulfilled for what they need. So today what I want you to remember, and I don't want you to forget this, invite him in. Bible said this, he's waiting. He said, I'm standing right there. Sometimes it seems like God's so far away. You know, I tell the church all the time, you know, we kind of do this a lot in life. You know, every time you think about like, oh, you know, the Lord, we always look to heaven. And there's nothing wrong with looking to heaven. Sometimes we do that, don't we? We're like, oh God, where are you? But the Bible said, don't you know your body is the temple of the living God? Don't you know that I'm not up in the sky somewhere, I'm inside of you. I'm inside of you. And today, if you don't know him, you could find him. They're going to talk to you about that in a little bit. You might be interested. I don't even know what anybody's doing in here, man. I, somebody invited me and I just came and I don't know what's up. I don't know all this church stuff. We're going to talk about that. But for you guys that are believers in here today, your hope isn't just coming from the hill. Your hope is coming from within. Come on. All you got to do is yield to that inward voice. You know, sometimes in life, we think it's got to be spectacular. Don't we? Don't we like that sometimes? Like if it ain't big, we don't think it's God. You know that story in the Bible? I love it. The, the man of God was there and he said, oh God, where are you? You know, he's looking for God. And he said, I'm not in the big thing. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. I'm not in the shaking of the mountains. I'm not in all this. He said, I'm in a still small voice on the inside. You know what the problem is though? We got everything so loud in life. Everything's so loud, Right? The, we got a phone ringing and stuff doing, and the world's so loud. Sometimes we got to learn how to just get still and get quiet and listen to that still small voice on the inside. Because you know what that still voice is going to say to you? It's going to be all right. You know what that still voice is going to say to you? We're going to work it out. You know what that inward witness is going to say to you? I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I can work it out. And I want you to do this right now. I just want you to think about this. I want you to think about a moment in your life when you were overwhelmed. When you, you didn't even feel like you could take another step. Come on, we've all been there. And you felt like you couldn't even make, not even a step, let alone a way. 
I want you to just look back. You know, sometimes looking back ain't bad. The Bible says forget about the past, but I don't want you, just not about the past. I want you to remember the success of the moment. Think of that moment you didn't think you could breathe again, but you breathe again. Think of that minute you didn't think you could get up, but you got up. Some of you should have been knocked down and quit. Some of you should have never got back up. But you got back up with the strength of the Lord. And you're here today as a living testimony of how good God is. Because even when I didn't think I can do it, I couldn't, but he could. And when you uh, invite him in, he's going to give you the strength to do what you could not do on your own. He'll put the breath in your lungs. We used to sing that song. He puts the breath in your lungs. He puts the glide in your stride. Come on. He puts the step back in you. Come on. You know, he said this. He looked upon a valley of dry bones one day. He said, man of God, he said, prophesy. He said, prophesy to them bones. And tell them bones, get up. What do you mean, tell those bones, get up? He told the man of God, he said, he said, prophesy and tell those bones, get up. And you know what? You could hear the rattling of the bones coming together in the Bible said what? That life came back into those bones. Somebody in here today, you're going to hear a word from heaven that's going to put life back in you today. Not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. What am I saying to you? I'm telling you. Invite him in. I'm going to leave you with this. You can't trust everybody, but you can trust God. People are going to let you down. Not God. He'll make sure. He'll make sure no matter what. And I promise you this. If you'll invite him in, he'll make sure he makes room for you. God's so good, ain't he? You got to make him known. This is the last one. It's our responsibility to make Christ known. And so many times, you know, we, I think we live in a world right now that it, you, you, people are hopeless, man. And if you don't have hope, the Bible says this in Hebrews 11.1. 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So before people can ever have faith for anything to change in their life, they got to find hope. The Bible says, it says, faith is unseen, but hope we find first. People are hopeless. People are hopeless and lost without Christ. This is why it's so important we take the time to share what we know. If we're going to make room for Jesus in our life, we're going to have to tell people about him making room in their life. I don't know about you, but I go back to when I didn't know the truth. Somebody had to come and tell me the truth. I never heard the truth. I was 24 years old and nobody preached the gospel to me. I didn't know what the gospel was. I didn't really know. I knew Jesus. You know, we went to traditional things, but I didn't know that all men should perish, but they could have everlasting life if they would believe upon Jesus and confess him as Lord. I didn't know that. I didn't know that living in America, can you believe it? Nobody really came and shared. I'll never forget. person came to me and said, you know, God loves you. I said, God loves me? I was, I was out. And I was, with me, I was working with a partner. You know, a guy was with me. And I'll never forget. This lady walked by. I, never, I remember it now. It's 35 years or whatever it was. She, this lady just walked by the street one day. She goes, you know, God loves you. And my, the guy I was with was kind of like, what's the matter with her? I said, man. I said, what are you yelling at the lady for? I said, dude, God loves us? God loves me? 
You know, sometimes you don't love yourself. Sometimes it's hard to believe that God loves me just the way I am. He does. Look what this scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, remember that formerly you were what? Gentiles by birth called the, I'm sorry, those who called themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and what? Foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope, without God in the world. That's where lost people are at. They got no hope. We're in this world without God. And we got to share our faith. It's our responsibility. The responsibility is on the church. You know, I tell you this story all the time. The guys that go to church here, you know what I'm saying? I got this instructor. I went to Bible school. Can you believe it? And it was kind of funny when I was in there. I don't remember what this guy said. I had him for a whole year. His class was totally boring. I didn't pay attention. You know me. If you don't hold my interest, I'm gone. But anyway, I was laughing, and I never forget what he said. He said, you know, he goes, you're so worried sometimes about sharing your faith with somebody because you're worried about them getting offended, right? Well, I don't want to tell the guys at work I know God. I don't want to tell my neighbor. You know, my neighbors, they're all, they're all checking me out. You know, they're all like, you know, the neighbors are funny. Like, I'll tell you, right? they're like, like, we know you're like churchy. We don't get it. But they're all watching me on YouTube. You know, she's like, oh, no, my one neighbor came across the way. She's like, I watched you. I seen you on that YouTube. I said, oh, did you? She goes, oh, yeah. She goes, I'm watching you. I said, okay, it's okay. I was laughing. It was kind of funny. But people want to know the truth. And I never forget what this guy said. He said, you know, you're worried about offending people. Sometimes you're worried about, you know, stepping over these imaginary boundaries, what somebody might think. And he said these words, and I never forgot what he said. He said, how offended do you think these people that you're not sharing your faith with worried about whether they're getting offended? How offended do you think they're going to be when they take their first step into hell and knew all the while you knew the truth but never told them? I never forgot that. It's our responsibility to share the truth. You don't have to believe it, but guess what? It's your responsibility. Why? Because we got to make them known. That's our job. Make them known. You ain't got to just be, you don't have to be rough. Anything you do in love, people will receive. Why? Because here's the thing. God wants everybody to be saved. That's why we're making them known. That's why we're going out of our way. Look what it says in 2 Peter right here. Listen to what it says. It says, God, he's talking about God. He isn't really being slow about his promise of returning. Right? Don't you think, is this the end of the world? What's the biggest thing, right? Something happens in the news and we're like, all the, right, we're like, is this it? Is this the end? Is this the end coming now? Something getting closer, right? And you see these prophecies coming. You know, Israel became a nation. It's like, this it. Now you're seeing all the turmoil going. Is this it? We're, we're anticipating the coming of our Lord and Savior. Right? How many of you think it's a little bit, you know, like, man, how long? Every generation thought he's coming. This is what he's saying. Let them see that. He isn't really being slow about his promise of coming back. Even though it seems that way. But he's waiting. What is he waiting for? He's waiting for a good reason. Why? Because he doesn't want anybody to perish. And he's given more time for sinners to repent. You know what I see it like? Jesus just holding it back. 
You say, how do you see it, Pastor Chris? This is how I see it, Keith. This is what I see. I see him holding it back. With every fiber of his being, just holding it back. I could see him just holding it back. Like he held it on the cross, he's just holding it back. Why? Because there's still time to get some people in. Come on, not yet. Not yet. There's still time to get that loved one in. But guess what? We got our responsibility. We got to make him known. We got to share because he doesn't want anybody to be lost. That means you'll never look at anyone who God doesn't want to save. No one's too bad. No one's too forgotten. No one's too far from God. And if God wants everybody to be saved that's in this world, we should too. That should be our drive every day to get up and go, where are they? I'm looking for somebody to bring hope to. Because here's the thing, without hope, nothing's going to change. Why? Because that's what God wants. Now, what's our side of it? You know, the funny thing about God is, you know, he's always like, you do this and let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. Bible says that we'll be rewarded for sharing our faith. Now, I know we're not doing it for the reward, but how many of you know he's going to reward us for what we do? I think that's one of the greatest things. Look what it says here. In, in Colossians chapter 3, it says, put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you're doing it for the Lord himself and not merely others. For we know that we will receive a reward, an inheritance from the Lord as we serve the Lord, the anointed one. We don't do it for the reward. But he said he'll reward us for sharing our faith. One is the responsibility of the church. We got to make them know. We got to share what we know. And I've always said this. If you have something that can help somebody else, why would you keep it to yourself? Give it away. Give it away, man. Sometimes it's not a bad to look back, like I said before, because sometimes, you know, we forget what it felt like to be lost. Come on. We forget what it get, looks like when, when, you remember, I don't want you to go too far back, but you know what I'm saying. You didn't have no hope and you didn't have no help and you didn't know where your strength come from. You didn't know where anything came from. But the Bible said this, that if we take our position and walk in our responsibility of making him known, Something will happen in your life. Because I don't know about you, but every time I share what I know to be the truth, I know the people get blessed. But I got news for you. I think I get more blessed than they get blessed. Because I'm just sharing the hope that I found with somebody else, and it brings help that they've been looking for all their life. He's going to make a way. He's going to figure it out. But it's our responsibility to what? You got to take time to make them known. And I promise you this. The more you share what you got, the more he'll give you what you need. And your responsibility and my responsibility is what? Make them known. Get out there and go love on people and let them know what? I know what you need because I found it. The Bible's, I'm leaving you with this. The Bible said this. There was a man, he was walking around and he found his field. And he sold everything he had to purchase this field because in the field was what he was looking for. It's a parable of understanding that when a man finds Christ, he finds everything he's been looking for. When a woman finds Christ, you find everything you've been looking for. 
I don't know if you know this, but everybody in that world is looking for what you got. Get out there and give it away and let them find a way to know that he is the truth. He'll make a way as long as you keep what? Making them known. Amen? Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.